Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open the Capsule. Here, we open the capsule on several health conditions and concerns that may help you gain knowledge to better your well-being. How's it going now? Uh, not too bad. Um, just we are back in lockdown, so uh, mm-hmm. nothing too exciting so far since the weekend. Yeah. How about you? Delta strain has yeah. hit our borders. Finally. Yeah. It was is, about time it was going to hit us. Is that the Indian one? Yeah. But uh, they said we can't call it by countries no more. Uh, That's yeah, why they got alpha, beta. No, not the Wuhan virus. I can't say that no more. Yep. Um, I heard now because that's Delta strain, but there's like a Delta strain. Yeah, there's there's Have another one. one. Yeah, like yeah, there's so many strains. I'm I'm sort of just like whatever, just just hit me. <laughs> Come at me, bro. Yeah, as long as the vaccine works against it, then no problems. I don't really care. Mm. Yeah, as long as it holds up. Yeah. Uh, do you do much in the lockdown? Like anything exciting? Um, no, nothing too exciting. Just work. But um, I had the dog have a sterilization oh, last yeah? Friday. Oh yeah, same same with my uh, rabbit. Same oh, thing. Yeah. Got so, a uh, um, hysterectomy. So uh, just nice. done today actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. So recovering well. Uh I think the pain is still in the system, so it seems alright. Mm-hmm. But yeah. they say after 24 hours when the things wears off, so might change. We'll find okay. out. I'm not 100% sure what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. We'll, we'll just uh, play by ear, I think. Yeah, see how you go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Ivy's still got her cone on. Yeah. The collar, so, uh, not collar, cone on, yeah. So it kind of licked the area. Eh? Yeah, but I thought it was going to be made of plastic. Uh-huh. Like, you know, like the... Yeah, those ones, but it's just like a flimsy sort of one, so it can bend around and stuff. Mm. I guess it's so it doesn't hurt them. Interesting. Um, Oh, yeah, did I tell you that um, I recently got diagnosed with H. pylori? Oh, no. I didn't tell you. When was this? No. Uh, no. It was like a month ago. So just went uh, to doctors and get checked out and, yeah, find out they have H. pylori infection. (laughs) Okay. So was there something that sort of made you think I should go see a doctor or? Oh, no. Well, I just do like my normal annual checkup. And then um, I was just having like some random like gastric symptoms. So I was like, oh, i just go test it anyway. Mm. Never to get tested okay. before and find out that I have the, the bugs. Okay. So, so uh, yeah. on some stuff. Yeah. Why don't we just talk about it this week? May as well. All righty. So H. pylori or Helicobacter pylori is a bacteria that's a common cause of digestive illness, including gastritis, which is your irritation and inflammation of the stomach lining. Uh, peptic ulcers, so sores in the lining of the stomach, small intestine or esophagus, and even stomach cancer later in life. So these bacteria are found worldwide and more especially in developing countries where up to 10% of children and 80% of adults are likely to have had an H. pylori infection, uh, usually without any symptoms. So in terms of signs and symptoms, anyone can really have it without knowing it, but most of them are silent. So when a bacteria does cause symptoms, they're usually either symptoms of gastritis or peptic ulcer disease. 
So the stomach ulcers are open inflamed sores in the lining of your stomach. And these are known as gastric ulcers or peptic ulcers. Or gastritis is when the stomach lining becomes inflamed, so swollen and red. So the symptoms include weight loss, not feeling hungry, swelling or bloating, burping, having an upset stomach or nausea, or vomiting. So any of those sound a bit familiar to you? Uh, not like maybe bloating, but mine is like non-specific. And to be honest, I didn't actually have a like active infection. It's just that I have mm-hmm. H. pylori, so I didn't like have a active infection. All right. Well, I guess this next one's pretty good that we're doing this podcast from our respective homes because in terms of contagiousness, scientists suspect that H. pylori infection may be contagious because the infection seems to run in families and is more common when people live in crowded or unsanitary conditions. Although there is also research suggesting that infection is also passed from person to person. Yeah, it's actually like people say like, you know, if you share food with people, then you you tend to pass the H. pylori to another person. Mm. But when Mallory's went to get tested, she doesn't have it. So I don't know what's happening. Okay. Yeah. That's good. So it might not be that contagious. Um, if you don't treat H. pylori, there's a few complications that can um, affect your life. So the first one is gastric cancer. is the most one of the most like, severe consequences of H. pylori infections. Um, some form of lymphoma is called myotoma. Uh, also can lead to uh, if you don't treat H. pylori. And basically, like uh, there's also esophageal cancer. That's also another condition as well. So before we get into like the bits and bobs of this bacteria, we can talk a little bit about history of this uh, H. pylori infection. So basically the H. pylori infection has been existed for years, for thousand years, but nobody know what caused it, what's the bacteria that is the culprit of these uh, conditions. So there are these two scientists uh, and pathologists named Barry Marshall and Robin Warren. They're actually from Perth where we are from. So, and those two are the one that won the Nobel prize for discovering the H. pylori. So what happened was uh, they couldn't really get like a ethic, ethic approval. So when you uh, try to do a clinical trial and stuff like that, you need like ethic approval uh, to test on human, but because they can't get the uh, ethic approval, Barry Marshall decided to just drink a uh, drink that have all the H. pylori infections. And then uh, after that, he got all the symptoms of the infections. Um, and yeah, from there, he draw the conclusion that this H. pylori bacteria caused these infections and uh, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they won the Nobel Prize. Taking so, one for the team. Yeah, taking one for the team. And um, isn't Barry Marshall his name after a street in Perth? Barry Marshall. Ooh, Sounds maybe. very familiar. Yeah. Uh, somewhere yeah all right yeah look it up in a bit uh anyway so how do you diagnose it so when i went the one the doctors recommend uh, gave to me was just a blood test uh so basically it's just to detect h pylori antibodies so blood test easy to do no problems if turnout is a positive test it may indicate that you might have h pylori in the past not 
necessary that you have an active infection. So you just said that you might have it in the past or you just have an H. pylori in your body, but you might not have any infections. Um, the second option is this thing called urea breath test. So urea breath test is a very common and popular option to do as well. It does take a little bit of time, about 20 minutes compared to like a quick blood taking. Um, so the person will swallow a capsule that containing this um, radioactive substance is, um, is like a urea capsules uh, and just drink it with waters. After about three to four minutes, you will be given another small cup of water to drink as well to flush it down. And after about 70 minutes, you will be required to blow into balloon. So why do you have to do all this? So basically what happened is H. pylori produce an enzyme called urease, which will break the urea down into ammonia and carbon dioxide. So they will basically measure inside the balloon the amount of carbon dioxide. Uh, but because this one is a special type of carbon, so you know, it's differentiate from the normal CO2 that people breathe out. The third option is they will look directly into the stomach lining. So they, of course, because it's quite an invasive procedure, so you go under sedations um, and then they'll send down endoscopy, send out endoscope uh, into your stomachs and they, the doctor might take a samples of the lining and send it to the lab. Um, so it can tell exactly whether you have an infection or not. Uh, the last option is the stool test, which can detect the presence of H. pylori protein in the stool. Uh, it's sort of like urea breast testing. Uh, the stool test indicate the presence of H. pylori, but doesn't guarantee if you actually have the infections. Bit of a community pharmacy story. Yeah. So just a couple of weeks ago, we were like just, you know, churning out scripts and whatnot. And suddenly one of the assistant comes up to us and goes, hands us like a bag. And mm. there's a little uh, yellow bottle in it. Yep. And apparently someone had left their stool sample oh. behind. Gross. So when we were like, oh, is there actually want something in there? No one wanted to, you know, open it because it's sealed in a bag after it's in the container. So like, oh, no, no, we're not going to find out. So after calling the person, they're like, all right, it's fine. I'll be tomorrow. So we were like, all right, hopefully there's nothing in there because otherwise it's just going to be sitting here overnight, stinking off the place. Oh, man, that's pretty traumatic, though. If you look at, like looking at someone stool, like. Yeah, no. having to analyze it. It's gross. Although, I mean, we look at our pet's poop. <laughs> I just had to do a poop cleanup the other day. A uh, pet Ooh. is fine, you know, because, you know, you're born with the pet. But you look at yeah. other person, like, I don't know, <laughs> if you look at someone's poops, you can't look at them into the eye. Ever like, again? Again, yeah, pretty much it. All right, all right. So let's go into a bit of treatment. So the main one that we use is antibiotics. So H. pylori is killed by certain antibiotics, but usually there's a combination of medications that are needed to get rid of it completely. So in addition to the antibiotics, you may need to take a medication to reduce the acid in your stomach. 
what this does is it allows the antibiotics to work better in the stomach. Usually eradicating um, H. pylori is up to nine to 10 cases if taken correctly for the full course. So if you don't take the full course of the medication, there is a chance that the uh, rate of clearing the infection is reduced. A second course of eradication therapy using different antibiotics usually works if the first course doesn't clear up the infection. Yeah, I just want to add there. So the most like the common therapy is called triple therapy of antibiotic and the um, acid reduction tablet. So the one that I got was uh, amoxicillin, clarithromycin, and um, esomeprazole. So nice. um, yeah, so amoxicillin and clarithromycin are the antibiotic. Uh, but then if you're allergic to like either one of them, then there'll be like alternative options as well that you can use. Usually comes in a neat little box. Yeah, um, yeah, it's um. It like people might get scared, like oh crap, that you have like three meds, but it's all right. It's it's only a weak cause. It's not too bad. But to me, I'm I'm pretty bad with the tablet, and I miss like two doses. No, oh. <laughs> that's right. So let's go on to the other side and go into prevention. So at the moment, there's no vaccine against H. pylori. Uh, it's because transmission isn't clearly understood, so prevention guidelines aren't available at this time. However, it's also important to make sure that you and your family wash your hands thoroughly, eat food that's been properly prepared, and drink water from a safe source. Uh, you can probably use a lot of those things in terms of COVID, you know, making sure you wash your hands, yeah. sanitize. So when should we call a doctor? So make sure you see a doctor Um if any of the following symptoms occur, so severe abdominal pain of any blood in the vomit, or if it looks like puffy grounds, uh, stools that is, uh, has blood in it, looks black, or looks like tar. And if you get any lasting gnawing or burning pain in the area below the ribs, um, usually that improves after eating, drinking milk, or taking an antacid. Uh, yeah, so I mean, H. pylori is, as, as we said, is a very common uh, medical conditions, but a lot of time it's just a silent, a silent thing. It doesn't cause any problems. So unless, I mean, if you want to just to treat it for the peace of mind without any uh, active infection, you can, uh, or you could just leave it until you actually have an active infection. Um, yeah, and just take like this leave clean. That's pretty much how to avoid it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Avoid a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, or COVID or any sort of, yeah, yeah pretty much everything. Um, yeah, do you have anything else to add on top, like a cherry on top? A little cherry? Nah, not this time. Not this time. All right, Nori. So, uh, in that case, um, if you like this episode, uh, feel free to um, subscribe to our channels. Or you can send us a message at contact at breakingthecapsule.com. Otherwise, we shall see you guys again in a few weeks. See you then. Bye.
All of the information provided on this podcast is for educational purposes only. If you have any questions, please see your healthcare professional.